0: بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه The Jum'a Khutbah is an essential reminder that calls the believers every Friday to increase in Taqwa, God Consciousness. This series shares Jum'a Khutbahs that take place at the Al-Maqasid Seminary. اللهم لك الحمد حتى ترضى ولك الحمد إذا رضيت ولك الحمد بعد الرضاء ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا وقرة أعيننا ونور قلوبنا محمد عبده ورسوله اللهم صل وسلم وبارك وكرم على عبدك المصطفى سيدنا محمد وعلى آله الأطهار وأصحابه الأخيار وَمَنْ تَبِعَهُمْ بِإِحْسَانٍ وَهُدًى إِلَى يَوْمِ الدِّينِ وعلينا مَعْهُمْ وَفِيْهِمْ بِرَحْمَتِكَ يَا أَرْحَمَ الرَّاحِمِينَ أما بعد فيا عباد الله إني أوصيكم وإيايا بتقوى الله لا إله إلا الله تقوى الله الذي لا يقبل غيرها ولا يرحم إلا أهلها ولا يثيب إلا عليها يَرْحَمُكُمُ اللَّهِ رَحْمَةَ اللَّهِ قَرِيبٌ مِنَ All praise belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The all-knowing, the all-wise, the all-merciful who sent to us prophets and messengers and created us for a noble purpose so that we could benefit from him and draw closer to him and know his perfect and beautiful and majestic attributes, subhanahu wa ta'ala. We praise him and we bear witness that there is nothing worthy of worship save Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, one without partner. And we bear witness that our noble and beloved Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam, is his final prophet and messenger, who was sent as a mercy to all the worlds, and who received the Qur'an upon his noble heart. The Qur'an was revealed to him sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam and he was able to bear the most immense trust and conveyed in the most perfect way sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam and he left us on the clear straight path and he guided us to all good and warned us of every evil and none veer from his way except that they bring upon themselves destruction And we seek Allah's refuge from that. Ameen. My beloved elders, brothers and sisters, I remind myself and all of you to be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To have taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the most profitable thing that you can ever acquire in this world is taqwa. Is mindfulness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and one of the most powerful ways the way that we hold on to Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala's rope the way that we are able to differentiate truth from falsehood the way that we draw closer to Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala is through our relationship with the Quran and as we approach the month of Ramadan and as Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala gives whatever he gives in that most blessed month to his servants We need to prepare our hearts to receive the Qur'an. It doesn't mean that we receive the Qur'an the way that it was revealed in the form of revelation, but that we receive the lessons and the meanings and the commandments of the Qur'an, and we allow it to truly pierce our heart. We allow it to truly enter into us and make sense so that we're able to be transformed by the Qur'an. And scholars say that if you want to gauge where you are with Allah, someone wants to say, does Allah love me? Where am I with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? That you should then just look at your relationship with the Quran. You love the Quran. If you're connected to the Quran, if you taste its sweetness, if you have this yearning for the Quran, that's a good sign. But if we have forgotten the Quran and just left it on the bookshelf, then that's not a good sign. And we don't just have a reverence for the mushaf where we just place it in a high place and we never touch it, but that we should have a regular interaction with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's book. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa tells us about this really beautiful attribution. So this nisbat tashrif, when we have in the Arabic language, a nisbat tashrif, and it's in other languages as well. It means that you're attributing one thing to another in order to honor that thing. When we say that the masjid is the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's not to be taken literally, but it is nisbat tashrif. It means that this place is so important that it is a house of worship that is directly associated with Allah so that you know how to have respect and reverence. For the place of worship. When we say the Book of Allah, that these are Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this this is His speech, these are His words. And in this hadith, the Prophet tells us who the people of Allah are. You know, when someone says, when they love someone, they say, you know, that's my people, those are my people that we're close, we're like family. Now, obviously, it's not to be taken literally when applied to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But it is called Nisbat Tashrif, this attribution of honor, that the Prophet said in a hadith narrated by Ibn Majah and an Nasa'i and classified as authentic sahih, that he said, sallallahu that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala truly has a select people from among humanity. That there are special people that are the people of Allah amidst all of the rest of humanity. So then they ask the Messenger of Allah, Man Ahlullah, Who are the people of Allah? This special attribution directly. We know the house of Allah. We know the months of Allah, the sacred months like the month of Rajab. We know these attributions of honor, but this is unique. I want to have a portion of this. How can I be one of those people? And if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you that attribution of honor, there is no, nothing in the world that can compare to that. So they said, who are Allah's people? And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa he said, Ahlul Quran hum ahlullahi wa khasatuh. The people of the Quran are the people of Allah and his elect, his special choicest of people that they are the ones that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves uniquely, the people of the Qur'an. So we have to ask ourselves, how do we become the people of Allah? How do we have such a relationship with the Qur'an that allows us to be included in that category, that honorable category? And uh, one of the ways that we do that is really preparing our hearts to receive the Qur'an. You know, we can read the Qur'an But really, the question is, are we touched by the Qur'an? Do we understand the Qur'an? And this is Allah's majestic book. It's not like other books. You might pick up a book and immediately understand it. But this is a much higher level of knowledge that requires a person to empty their self, to remove dirty things from their heart in order to really connect with the Qur'an. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, the heart rusts just as iron rusts when exposed to water. Now, obviously, this doesn't mean in a physical sense. This is a spiritual rust, but he's allowing us ﷺ to understand that just like you have to polish you know, silver or iron or these things to make them look beautiful and nice, you have to work on polishing your own heart. That over time, it can start to develop this layer and this rust and it can start to deteriorate. So we have to take care of our hearts. So they asked him, O oh, Messenger of Allah, what is it that purifies and polishes the heart? What is it that removes that rust from the heart so that it doesn't deteriorate in that way? And he said SallAllahu Alaihi Wa Alihi Wasallam an abundant remembrance of death, a meditation on the reality of death and a preparation to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and recitation of the Qur'an. That when we recite the Qur'an regularly, it polishes our hearts in a very unique way. One of the great imams of Islam, al-imam al-haddad radiyallahu anhu, he says, Beautiful. Persist. In your lesson in the Qur'an, in your gatherings of Qur'an, for in its recitation is the elixir. The elixir, the, the thing that heals all ailments is in the Qur'an. And in it is the expansion for your heart. If you're ever feeling, you know, you have the, we all have those days. When you have those days where you just feel it's kind of a rough day and just not in a good mood and things don't seem to be going your way, go read some Qur'an. And when you read the Quran, it will expand your heart. Imam al Haddad continues, he says <laughs> Truly, the Quran is the expansive ocean, the endless ocean. And other books are like rivers that are flowing from this original body of water, this great body of water. All other knowledge, all the other books, the libraries and the thousands and maybe hundreds of thousands and millions of books that have been written over time are all taken from the knowledge, just a little bit of an expression of the knowledge that's found in the Qur'an. When you connect with the Qur'an at this deep level, you have to give a lot of yourself to Allah's book in order for Allah's book to open up to you. So when you give yourself and you're consistent and you're really approaching the Quran as the source of all light and knowledge and truth and beauty and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala's speech that he sent to us, addressed to each and every one of us and you contemplate it in that way and you recite it with khushur, with all reverential fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you will triumph with its secrets and treasures. There are things that the Qur'an will give you that can't be described in words. They can't. And don't take my word for it. I remember growing up, I would hear all these people talking about how wondrous and amazing the Qur'an is. Don't take my word for it, but it is tried and tested. If you put in the work, you'll see it for yourself. They say the proof is in the pudding. Go read the Quran, open yourself to the Quran, empty yourself of other things, and you'll see what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala places in your heart. And then you have to have adab with the various verses of the Quran. Naam. Be fearful when reciting its threats and hopeful when reciting Allah's promise of reward. And be at the peak of joy. The Quran is transformative. The Prophet sallallahu when he would receive the Quran, the intensity, the power of the spiritual experience that was taking place is something that would destroy Mount Everest. The Quran is truth with a capital T, and Allah subhanahu wa taala gifted us the Quran. There are times when the Messenger of Allah وسلم, would receive revelation and he would be on the back of a camel or a steed and he would have to get off so as not to break its back from the intensity of the weight of the spiritual experience. When he first received the opening verses of اقرأ خلق al and he went back to a Sayyida Khadija رضي الله عنها ardaha, and he's saying زميلوني زميلوني دثيروني دثيروني. It's an indication of the powerful spiritual experience he had. And when he said, nafsi, that I was I feared for myself, what he meant is that the immensity, the magnitude of the responsibility that was placed on his shoulders was so overwhelming. And a the Khadijah said, No, but Allah will never leave you to be humiliated. He will assist you and support you. Sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi sallam. This shows us the grandeur of the Quran, the splendor of the Quran. May Allah subhanahu wa taala increase us in love and reverence. وَاللَّهُ يَقُولُ وَقَوْلُهُ الْحَقُّ الْمُبِينُ وَإِذَا قُرِئَ الْقُرْآنُ فَاسْتَمِعُوا لَهُ وَأَنْصِتُوا لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ وَقَالَ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى فَإِذَا قَرَأْتَ الْقُرْآنَ فَاسْتَعِذْ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم الله نزل أحسن الحديث كتابا متشابها مثانية تقْشَعِرّ منه جلود الذين يخشون ربهم ثم تلين جلودهم وقلوبهم إلى ذكر الله ذلك هدى الله يهدي به من يشاء ومن يضلل الله فما له من هاد Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, It is Allah who sent down the best message, a book of perfect consistency and repeated lessons, which causes the skin and hearts of those who fear their Lord to tremble. I get goosebumps, you might be affected at the deepest level. Then their skins and hearts soften at the mention of Allah's mercy. That is the guidance of Allah through which He guides whoever He wills. But whoever Allah leaves to stray will be left with no guide. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in another verse <laughs> The true believers are those whose hearts tremble at the remembrance of Allah and whose faith increases when his revelations are recited to them and who put their trust in their Lord. الله لي في القرآن بما فيه والذكر الحكيم من وعذابه الأليم. أقول هذا الله العظيم لي فاستغفروه إنه هو seek Allah's forgiveness indeed he is most forgiving and merciful. In Alhamdalilla, Hamden you are in Amahu, Mazida, when a shadow and la ilaha illa law, wahda hula sharikala. When a shadow and Sayyidana Mohammed and Abduhu or a wa Allahumma Sully was seldom Mabarak Alihi wa early he was Hambihi Ejmain, Amma bad Fayari Allah, inni ul Sikum, one of siya be La ilaha illa law. Many of the great imams of Islam helping us to understand what Allah has truly placed in the Quran, have given us such statements like the statement of Sidi Abu Madian al-Ghawth when he said, the seeker is not truly a seeker. A person who seeks the highest levels of nearness to Allah is not truly a seeker until he finds in the Quran all that he seeks. How many Sahaba the entire night they would stand in worship Reciting one verse of Quran that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would allow them to have understanding and knowledge and these are things that you just you have to try to open yourself up to and experience and then you'll realize how sweet it truly is but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens their heart to the realities of the Quran so they would stand up all night overcoming the exhaustion that's natural in our bodies, overcoming the desire to go to sleep, which is also very natural, because of the sweetness of the Qur'an. One of the the great shiukh, when he would recite the Qur'an, he would taste, physically in his mouth, he would taste honey. Because it was so sweet that the spiritual reality of its sweetness was so strong that it had a physical manifestation like honey in his mouth how beautiful the quran is so a seeker is not truly a seeker until he finds everything in the quran that he seeks so we have to welcome the quran into our hearts and this ramadan let's just have a little bit more love and appreciation and excitement because if the light of the quran reaches you it will change you it will change you but we have to remove the love of the world and wealth and cars and other people and all of these things that distract us from really seeing what matters. And there's a beautiful story of one of the righteous who had a dream of the Prophet, sallallahu Because when we talk about recitation of the Quran, we're not just talking about reading it in a book and having a nice voice and making an Instagram page where people just follow you because you sing the Quran. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about that the Quran saturates your soul. That the Quran bears fruit inside of your heart and you are changed. That you actually see the world totally differently through the lens of the Quran, through the lens of revelation, by following the best of creation. We're not just talking about sounding nice or just memorizing without understanding. Memorization is honorable, but it also we should understand. So one of the salihin, Imam Al Ghazali, mentions this story. His name was Salih Al murri He said, "I was reciting the Quran to the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, in a dream. So he was dreaming of the Messenger of Allah. And look at the honor that he was reciting to him. And the Prophet said to him, he said, Ya Salih, هذه القراءة فأين البكاء? He said, Oh Salih, this is your recitation. Where are your tears?' This is a recitation, that's good, but where are your tears? Has the Qur'an pierced your soul? Have the meanings really touched you? Do you love the Qur'an? Do you taste its sweetness? Is it a real connection? That's what we need. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us that. And the last thing I'll leave you with is a statement from Imam al-Haddad whose lines of poetry we mentioned previously, but this really once again will end with this is, a very uh, powerful encouragement for us to know the rank of the Qur'an and the potential that we have in our connection to the Qur'an. He says, know that the Qur'an is the ocean wherefrom the jewels of knowledge and the treasures of understanding are extracted. Any believer who is granted the way to understand it, his opening, his Fath, this Fath is a special level. It's like you have... A, uh, a, an opening means that you've, had, you've overcome an obstacle and you've entered into a new and deeper state of iman and certitude. His opening becomes permanent if he understands the Qur'an and has an opening in the Qur'an. His light becomes perfect, his knowledge vast, and he never tires of reading it night and day. For he has found therein his goal and purpose. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Invoke within us this yearning and love for the Qur'an and allow us to attain the highest levels of nearness through the recitation of the Qur'an and the connection to the Qur'an. And you can't have a true and real connection to the Qur'an unless you have a true and real connection to the one the Qur'an was revealed to, sallallahu So much of the Qur'an is directly addressing the Prophet, sallallahu alaihi wa speaking of his exalted rank. So to understand the Quran you need to understand the prophet sallallahu and when your love and following him increases then you understand the Quran at an even greater level which then also will make you appreciate the prophet sallallahu even more and it starts to continuously increase in that way may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us tawfiq وعن ابن مسعود رضي الله عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال إن أول الناس بي يوم القيامة أكثرهم صلاة علي وأكثر من الصلاة والسلام على البشير النذير السراج المنير سيدنا محمد فإن الله أمركم بأمر بدأ فيه بنفسه وثن بالملائكة المسبحة بقدسه وآيها بالمؤمنين تعميما فقال مخبرا وآمرا لهم تكريما إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا صَلُّوا عَلَيْهِ وَسَلِّمُوا تَسْلِيمًا اللهم صلِّ وسلِّم وبارك على سيدنا المصطفى محمد وعلى الخليفة من بعده المختار وصاحبه وأنيسه في الغار مؤازر رسول الله في حال يسعة والضيق خليفة رسول الله سيدنا أبي بكر الصديق رضي الله عنه وعلى الناطق بالصواب في المحراب أمير المؤمنين سيدنا عمر بن الخطاب رضي الله عنه وعلى من استحيت منه ملائكة الرحمن ذنورين أمير المؤمنين سيدنا عثمان بن عفان رضي الله عنه وعلى أخنا النبي المصطفى وابن عمه ووليه وباب مدينة علمه إمام أهل المشارق والمغارب أمير المؤمنين سيدنا علي بن أبي طالب رضي الله عن وعلى الحسن والحسين سيد شباب أهل الجنة في الجنة وريحانتي نبيك بنص السنة وعلى أمهم الحورى فاطمة البتول الزهراء وخديجة الكبرى وعائشة الرضا وأمهات المؤمنين وعلى الحمزه والعباس وسائر أهل بيت نبيك الذي طهرتهم من الدنس والأرجاس وعلى أهل بدر وأهل أحد وأهل بيعة الرضوان وعلى سائر الصحب الأكرمين ومن تبعهم بإحسان وهدى إلى يوم الدين وعلينا معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم أغفر للمسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا في مقامنا هذا إلا غفرته ولا همّا إلا فرجت ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها Oh Allah, we ask you to bless us in what remains of Rajab and to allow us to take advantage of what remains in Rajab and that you bless us in Sha'ban and that you bless us and allow us to reach Ramadan and that you assist us in the month of Ramadan in our fasting and our night prayers and our recitation of the Quran. We ask you, Ya Allah, that you open a new chapter for all of us in our relationship with your words and your book and and your speech, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. We ask you, Ya Allah, that you allow us to see truth as it is and that we are able to follow it and that we see falsehood for what it is and that you give us the tawfiq to avoid it. We ask you, Ya Allah, that you allow us to taste the sweetness of the Quran and to be transformed by the Quran and to be illuminated by the Quran, and that you bring us closer to your beloved servant, the best of creation, who the Quran was revealed to the Prophet Muhammad, وسلم, and that you allow the blessings and benefits and mercy that comes from this connection to the Quran to spread it to the entire Ummah and to spread to our brothers and sisters in humanity so that they are able to witness the beauty of Islam and that you connect them back to you, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen, and that we witness Almost oh, merciful, by your love for your beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu we ask you, Ya Allah, that you increase the numbers of his ummah and that you bring people into the fold of Islam so that we can stand with the Prophet sallallahu as he looks lovingly and mercifully at his ummah before we stand before you, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen Wa Ya Akramal Akrameen Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Ibadallah in a law, a mara be salath in one ha and salath. In a law, a ya morobil adli while irsani were inter, idil kurba, Wayanha and il fasha, Iwal monker, you will bury, Yerizocum la lacum to the caroon, Fathkuru law, and Adimeath Kurkum, Moshkuru, who Allah the crum he akbar. Thank you for watching one of El Makasit's online educational offerings. Our mission at Al Maqasid is to cultivate holistic learning environments rooted in knowledge, devotion, and service. For more information, please visit our website at almaqasid.org and connect with other online content at slash connect. Thank you for listening to one of Al Maqasid's online educational offerings. Our mission at Al-Maqasid is to cultivate holistic learning environments rooted in knowledge, devotion, and service by providing full-time, part-time, online, and community programs. For more information, please visit our website at al and connect with our other online content at al-maqasid.org.